everyone, it's Lacey Skulls from VH1's Rock of Love. And this is Talk of Love, the new podcast. This isn't just reality, this is real life. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Hang on one second. <laughs> hey guys, it's Lacey here, and this is episode 32 of Talk of Love. We're actually going to be doing things a little bit differently this week. If you remember back on episode 24 of Talk of Love, I had mentioned the fact that my husband Johnny and I were in a head-on collision last year. All of a sudden, there was a car in our lane coming straight at us. And by the time that we saw the car to the time of impact, it was probably about two seconds or maybe less than that. But it was a pretty, um, pretty violent impact. That was the scariest thing I have ever been through in my entire lifetime. It was, I mean, just seeing a car coming straight at you was freaking terrifying. He was injured pretty badly. He's been suffering with really painful herniated discs in his neck literally since last year. This past week, he finally got the surgery that he needed. He had an interior cervical decompression and spine fusion procedure, which was pretty hardcore. A couple of days ago, I had to take him back to the hospital for a second time because he was just in so much pain. I felt so, so bad for him and I was really worried. So now it's Sunday night and Johnny's doing a little bit better. Unfortunately, though, because of all of this, I had to miss my interview with Safari, and I apologize to her. I apologize to all of you guys as well, but just know that she will be coming onto the podcast next week, though. Again, my apologies. After that, I'm excited to announce that I'll be bringing on London from Daisy of Love. He'll be coming onto the podcast to have a chat with me. So yeah, there's a lot of really great stuff coming up. Also, I want to let you know that I have started a new private Facebook group exclusively for the Talk of Love monthly contributors. So if you want to join, just go to talkoflove.net slash contribute and select any monthly dollar amount as low as $5 a month. These contributions are your way of supporting the podcast and you'll receive access to the new exclusive private Talk of Love Facebook group. This Facebook group is really cool because it's just an awesome sense of community. And I go on there on a regular basis. You'll get to meet all the other Talk of Love fans and contributors. We all love these reality shows. We all love music. And it's just a fun place to come and forget about the world and chat about all the things that we love. As for this week's podcast episode, I decided to do something kind of fun for you guys and a little different. I have edited together a best of for this podcast, the Rock of Love Girls on the Talk of Love edition. These are my favorite clips of the funniest, most interesting, and most entertaining clips from this podcast featuring specifically the cast of Rock of Love. Enjoy. A lot of these contestants from the shows that I have brought on to be guests on this podcast, I've really been blown away at how well-rounded these people are, how how much they've achieved in their lives. You watch a lot of these characters on the shows and they just kind of seem one-dimensional, you know, or some of them seem dumb, or you just don't really think of them as like having a life outside of the show or even existing outside of the show. If I know that sounds weird, but you know, when you find out, well, like not only, yes, they do still continue to exist outside of the show, but they also have these like great careers and and spouses and some of them have kids. And it's just really cool to see who these people were before the shows, how they navigated being on the shows and what their life became afterwards. And I always love a good success story. Anyway, 
I'm an asshole. Hi, I'm Lacey Skulls, and I'm an asshole. It's Lacey Son of a Bitch Skulls. My husband calls me Lacey Godzilla Skulls. Lacey Asshole Skulls. Yeah. I still respond to that. Yeah, you nasty <laughs> bell in you. I was an asshole. <laughs> That's what I'm good at. You are really good at it. I'm very, yes. The horns are always waiting just beneath the scalp. Hey, Brandy, how are you? It's so good to see you. How have you been? Mm. Hold on. Let me drink this real quick. <laughs> You know, I we're going it. through a virus, COVID right now. We have to continue drinking. It is very, very important to continue um, supporting the alcohol companies, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially oh, coming so from, a, from a bartender, you know? <laughs> I love it. We should do like a recreation of Las Vegas, I feel like. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? It would be pretty great. Uh, I promise not to pour I vodka I promise I won't puke on bread again. <laughs> <laughs> I promise not to pour vodka on your head again. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. You got good. You soaked me with that. I'm an asshole. What can I say? Okay. You know, but you got you you got carried to the room. I okay. didn't. I actually walked. You were such a, a cool chick and, and still are. Um, Thank but you. You have the perfect mentality for that. You're so even keeled. It's so hard to rattle you. And I love I love telling stories about you because I feel like you were the only girl that I, me being like villain, Lacey, I couldn't rattle you. You were the only girl. You were like no, impenetrable. You, you continued on in life and then you found your husband, you said? I did. I was bartending. And see, Brandy M doesn't burp in public anymore. She does a nice, <laughs> quiet little burp like Charm School taught her. I love Brandy M burps. Oh. They're my favorite. I know. Maybe maybe I'll let a good one out before we go. But yeah, I, I think you have to. Now. You owe it to the fans. I think you have to. <laughs> <laughs> if you feel it coming, just go for it. Get my permission. I will give you guys that one, but I'm not giving a fart. <laughs> not farting. I don't know. The night is still young. My best part is, all right, so let's get to the puking part. This part's fun. <laughs> and let's get to how VH1 edits things. Yes, because I'm going to tell you right now. I know. They're such assholes. This shit didn't go down the way they say it went down. Okay, so what I remember, and I know what I remember, but a lot of it, but also the television show accounts for it too. So I'm sitting at this table with this chair and keep in mind, it's carpet floor, but this chair is like heavy iron. It is so heavy. When you're annihilated and you're hammered, you can't, you're like, uh, I was trying to move the chair. So I felt the puke coming on. Mm-hmm. And when I felt it, I was like, mm, oh, it's coming. It's coming. And the yeah. seafood, by the way, wasn't even out yet. The food mm-hmm. hadn't even come yet. Mm-hmm. And I I knew it was going to happen. And so I'm like trying to push the chair back to get up and go run to the bathroom. But I, I had no time. The chair was too heavy and I couldn't push it. So all I could think was grab my napkin. Oh. I grab my napkin. And all of a sudden, Phew! Oh. People squirting out, which has become a lot of memes for a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Consider it an honor. There are memes of me puking, like going. Oh. So at that point, I, re- I remember doing that. I remember like, oh, it's coming. It's coming. And it goes out the napkin. And then I remember just going, oh, my God, she's blowing it. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and like they push the chair and they get me up. And so. Brett, at this time, Ashley was caring enough to come over and help walk me to the bathroom. And Brett gets me to the toilet, and I look at Brett, and I go, whoa! All in the toilet. And then I pick my head up, and I go, 
I love man. <laughs> Let's talk about your elimination on Rock of Love. After that Vegas episode, because I lived in Las Vegas, mm. I, it made me realize how much I miss home. Yeah. So I, I definitely was ready to be done with it. Also, I mean, you and Heather both had such a strong dominance on everything. I kind of gave up. I didn't want to fight with you guys anymore. And I was just done. I, you know, I, I found out that my heart wasn't going to be real with him or his heart wasn't going to be real with me. And I realized, what am I doing? So I eliminated myself. Yeah. I took myself off the market. And honestly, the producers were pissed because mm -hmm. they were like, you are supposed to make it to the end. You are not supposed to do this. And I said, well, I'm going to. Wow. You know, like I, I just, I, I can't do it anymore. I can't film anymore. Wow. I didn't know that. So you were just oh, like, God, yeah. you just told the producers, like, I'm not, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Oh, wow. Like I said, I'm done. That wasn't supposed to be my, they edited that. That wasn't my picture. My, that, you know, what did you give you? Your pass as you left? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't me. I wasn't supposed to be that one. I was supposed to continue. And I do know whose it was. Oh. But I don't want to say. Oh, come on. Tell us. Tell ah, us. Do I? Do yes. I tell you guys? Yes. Do I tell you what the producers told me? Yes. I, it was Heather's. Heather was supposed to go. Whoa. I oh was my supposed God. to stay. Really? You, me, and Jess were supposed to go to Mexico together. I have an escort and everything. Oh, wow. Oh, that's yeah. insane. And they were like, Brandy, you just fucked our show up. And I said, I'm really sorry, but I got to go home. I want to go home. I'm done. They flew my mother out and everything. Wow. That is crazy. That is They crazy. flew my mother out for Meet the Parents. Oh my God. And I called, that's the day that I decided not to do the show anymore. Holy shit. That is insane. That's insane. Yeah. So, wow. Heather was not supposed to make it to the end. No matter what, if you get his name tattooed on you, you're still <sighs> not going to make it. I said, oh, I don't know. But then they were like a $100,000 grand prize. I was like, oh, yeah. You know what? I'm going to fucking study these bitches and I'm going to take them out one by one. So what I did was I knew our house. I knew our Rock of Love season one. I knew our girls. I knew our bitches. And I knew the downfalls for everyone. But I did not know Rock of Love 2. So I watched Rock of Love 2 and I studied them. And I studied their weaknesses. And That's I studied smart. how they react in certain positions. So then when I didn't know who was going to come from Rock of Love 2, so I studied all the bad girls. And then when you guys, all, when they all showed up, I was like, okay, I know this one can't drink. She can't hold her alcohol. She was the first one to get eliminated. Yes. I got her ass out of there. First one down. Brilliant. I had a strategic plan. I was going to take out every single girl one by one. And you know what? I did it. Brilliant. I love that. And you know what's so cool about the way that you did that? You were so methodical, but you weren't obvious about it. Like for me, I feel like no, I was, I was never like you I just wasn't under the radar. aggressive like Brandy C for sex or or Megan or even you. You were pretty aggressive there, lady. Yeah. And it was it was obvious. So people knew to look out for me. And you know, I I never thought that they were going to let me win because I am the villain character. So I figured it was going to be similar to Rock of Love. They were going to keep me to the end and then not let me win. So I just I just like mm -hmm. did my thing. But with you, it was so brilliant because you actually did get along with everybody for the most part. We have a couple of, you know, one or two here or there. But for the most part, you got along with everybody and you just kept your cool and you just like flew under the radar and just 
knock bitches out. You know, it was, it was pretty amazing. I strategized it, you know. I saw weaknesses in other people and I probably wasn't right for it. But I mean, come on, a hundred grand on the line. Who wouldn't do that? Yeah. Who I, would not fucking strategize and take that shit? Absolutely. So I, I did, you know, it, it's a fucking TV show and it's money to be win one. And at the same time, there were girls I liked on the show that I would not do that to. But then there were the ones, you know, the saying, keep your enemies closer. Yes. That's yes. kind of what I did with you girls that I wasn't in your clique. Yeah. But I still, I was in this clique, but I was also in this clique, but I played, I played you with You were very everyone. good with that. Who were some of your favorite girls? Who, who did you feel like you really had a connection with? Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to say you weren't one. No, I wasn't really many people's favorites. Surprisingly. No, no. <laughs> Little when you do you guys know, as you guys would like leave the bedrooms, I would take all your pillowcases and I'd fart them. <laughs> Little did you know. <laughs> you know who gave me the confidence was Sharon. Sharon oh, yeah. Osborne was, I mean, how iconic is it that we got to film with her? Huge. And she is such a lovely cunt. She really, she is. She's an intimidating woman. Like when she gets she in that is. mode, she's she can be, I love her, but she can be frightening. Oh my gosh, she can be. But I, I it was something, didn't I draw dick pictures on people's photos? <laughs> I definitely drew some some inappropriate yeah. pics on, on her pictures. So yeah. when that came down, I got called to the principal's office. Yes, that's Sharon's right. Principal, I remember that now. And um, she goes, Brandy, Brandy, <laughs> what, what is this? And she holds it up and I go, it's a deck. And she goes, oh, girl, what am I going to do with you? What will I do with you? And she gives me this like, like, oh, you're a bad girl, but... She found it fucking hilarious. Oh, I'm sure she did. She goes, a a penis in this? Okay, Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. Whatever her accent, I cannot do. But at the end, when she, you know, yelled at me and kind of scolded me, but was also like, you kind of did an awesome thing. She gave me this wink. Mm. And when she gave me the wink, it was kind of like I had a little bit of... um, The reassuring... Yes, yes, that's what I'm looking for. I I was reassured that like I knew she liked me and I knew I just felt I wasn't going anywhere and I'm glad I didn't, you know? I I'm glad I got that wink from her. Well, so everybody oh, wants to know what did you do with the money? Well, <laughs> you guys really want to hear what I did with that money? All right. Number one first purchase, $550 Dyson vacuum. <laughs> a vacuum yeah. cleaner. That's I awesome. have four cats. I need a really good vacuum. I loved what the show has done for myself, even you. I mean, come on. We went from nobody. Well, you already had your band and stuff, but I went from a nobody to, you know, becoming on the show and then all these fans and just all this like. I mean, God, it was it was stressful when the show let when it re- released and was out. I had to go into hiding. That's kind of probably why I went into hiding to generalize it, because I'd be in the grocery store and I'd be on the phone talking about what kind of size tampon do you need? You need super? <laughs> you need regular? And then this woman comes flying around the corner. Oh my God, Brandy M, Brandy M. Yep, I had that happen to me too. One time I was buying birth control pills and literally the woman who's handing me the pills is like, I know you, you whore from Rock of Love. I'm like, lovely. So, here's your whore pills. 
please welcome Farah. Farah, what's up, girl? How are you? Hey, girl. What's going on? What the French? <laughs> what the French? What's the deal with Britney Star? A lot of people want to know that. Um, she really liked that in real life. And then, um, or is that, is, she, is it an act? And then there was the whole thing about like stealing people's socks. There was like a whole thing with Britney Star. So let's get into that a little bit. Bitch, I have never in my life met somebody so certifiable. Like, that was the weirdest shit I've ever seen in my life. Okay, like, okay, I thought she was weird anyway, because, like, she would kind of try to mock things that me and Ashley do. Like, we would go put on a bathing suit and then hear her ass would come flopping out with her titties, like, sock titties. <laughs> Maybe this is why she wanted the socks. I don't know. But she would come flopping about in the air with her her titties, at, like, flopping. And um, she... she I was like, this bitch is weird as fuck. So then um, that day she stole our socks. Oh, girl, let me tell you. I'm going to put some little girls on for this. She, uh, <laughs> this bitch, okay, everybody leaves and she stole the socks. So we didn't know this. Production knew this. So we're on the bus and she, her bunk is below me and, um, so somebody said, what's in her pillowcase I, 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 or something like that? And we were like, what the fuck? What? And they found ketchup packs and macaroni and cheese and then socks. <laughs> it's like the strangest preparation oh, yeah. for the zombie apocalypse ever. You know, on Charm School, um, there was two separate rooms. There was one room that only had a couple beds and I don't know on your season. Yes. But they made sure they put me and Ashley in another room because they knew we were going to be like, fuck this, we're out. <laughs> so they had already put us in another room. So this bitch just kept on, she got some balls since Rock With Love and what she saw, the footage and stuff. So she put itching powder and fake bugs in my bed. I don't know if that was even shown on TV. And <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? It looked like some crushed up Oreos. And I Who thought, brings around itching powder? Like who packs who that? Like even has that? Like who... Like, oh my God, I have to go to the store. Where would you even find that at? That's like fucking weird anyway. <laughs> so she so she put that in my bed. And by that time, I'd already drank probably like a half a bottle of tequila. So I went in there and I was swinging on this pole. Like her, she was on the top bunk, which was weird anyway. And I was swinging on the pole and I was going, come on, bitch. And the production was over in the corner going, oh shit. Because I was swinging on a gas line. <laughs> the whole house is going to explode. <laughs> I liked Bubbles and I never understood why girls would fuck with her because to me, that's me just either. like, it's, it's, it's becomes bullying at that point because like, you're going to pick the sweetest, softest girl and go fuck with her. She hated Bubbles and they did that why? on purpose. What is there to hate about it. Bubbles? I know. I don't she get was that. Like, that she's an easy target, just like you said. That's like she's like, an easy that's target. Like, that's like saying, like, I hate puppies. Like, why do you hate puppies? They're sweet and playful. And yeah. <laughs> I hate ridiculous. puppies. Let's pick on that. Yeah. I don't respect that mentality. Like, if you want to be a badass be or whatever, go up against somebody that is a strong-ass bitch and see what you can do then, you know? But only pick on bitches that deserve it. I feel like the reunion shows are always, like, some insanity <laughs> violence thing happens at like every reunion <laughs> like show. Always. Like always. Yeah. That keeps entertaining now. It's been, it's been consistent. Somehow, by the grace of God or Satan or whoever's looking out for me, I have never been involved <laughs> in that. I've had people throw apples at my head and like plates and stuff like that, but um, I never was involved in any of that kind of stuff. But um, it just, for whatever reason, I feel like everything comes to a head 
at these reunion shows. Apparently, there was a big fight with, uh, was it was it Kelsey and Natasha? Kelsey is the sweetest bitch. And then Natasha girl shoved Kelsey. And it wasn't just like shoving somebody like, you know, it on TV, it looked like it was just a flat platform. It was like two or three steps, like off. So she fell on her head and um, she had a concussion. She had to go to the hospital. It was really, really, really bad. She shoved her. I mean, that's just like being shoved off bleachers at a a football game. Oh my God. You know, like it was not good. It was, it was bad. I love Jessica Kinney. Jessica Kinney is amazing. I, I don't know a single person on planet Earth that doesn't love Jessica Kinney. She interviewed me one time and I was like, and I had um, brought like a dildo with me. Um, <laughs> As you do. And I was, I was like, do you want me to talk in this dildo? Or, you know, like when you were gone on Rock of Love, you were like gone forever. So I was like, I'm going to bring a dildo with me. Like okay, when I'm... You know, you might need a dildo. You never listen. There's nothing worse than being in a situation where you need a dildo and there isn't one available. So my philosophy (laughs) is it's better to have a a dildo and not need it than to need a dildo and not have it. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, I'm hanging out with Vince Neal from Molly Crew right now. So get your ass dressed, throw your makeup on and get here and like be here in 45 minutes. We went out for like a year. Like I went to, um, South America with him for like two months on his tour and rode a private plane with the whole band. And, you know, he lived in Las Vegas where I did. And I got like wild side tattooed with, and he's got whore Island on his (laughs) leg with my initials. I mean, for like a year we were hanging out. He's amazing. And he was like, he even said like, I love Lacey. I was like, you're going to love Lacey. Let me call Lacey. And I knew I was like, okay, Lacey does music. Lacey's out here in LA. Let me call her. And so I knew you guys would like, you guys, we had the best time ever too. I was loving it. It was so much fun. I have a blurry old picture from like my flip phone somewhere of the three of us. It's really cute too, because you're kissing the side of his face and I'm just like standing next to both of you, just like smiling from ear ear to ear. I'm going to show you guys a shirt I made, Big John, the other day. It says, um, it's not going to suck itself for backstage access. And then on the back, it says, ask me about backstage access in John. And then I made him this. I have these for selling in there too. Guess what? I made this for Big John. Guess what? And then you go like this and it says, fuck you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Fair, for coming on the podcast. I love you. I love you too, girl. You are so amazing. Christy Joe, what's up, girl? So nice to see you. It's so good to see you too. It's been yeah. forever. It's like been 10 years. It's been like so much fun. What's it was that? me, it was uh, myself, you, Destiny, Catherine, and Jessica. Wasn't it all five of us that we went out that night? Yes, that was really fun. That was like one of my favorite nights ever. I think we went, we ended up at a strip club and we were just like, annihilated we were and then I remember somebody was talking about how Mike Tyson was supposed to be showing up I was like I feel like I'm in in like a movie right now of like what's the movie the hangover I feel like I'm in the hangover right now I'm like literally like everybody's fucked up we're at a strip club Mike Tyson's on his way and some asshole is pouring ice down Christy Joe's jeans I'm like what's happening right now so um how far did you make it again you made it to like the final five is that right it was it was before the exes came okay and my ex is like big 
I'm like, he's crazy. I'm crazy. Let me go. <laughs> I should have just played the crazy card like the whole time. That's a good negotiation tactic. Yes, yeah, Super was like, hey, let her go. And like we kept in contact afterwards. And then like he called me and I was like, you know, I think you're a nice guy, but you know, in a relationship, it's not going to work. Yeah, that makes it difficult to have a relationship when they're already in another relationship. <laughs> what did you think of when you found out it was a uh, high kitty? <laughs> We're going to be interviewing Christy Joe's cat now. <laughs> so, Sorry for the crazy cat show. <laughs> there you go. I like it. So what did you think of... Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Uh, this is my favorite <laughs> interview so far. <laughs> we've got Christy Joe. We've got Christy Joe's cat. Stop, seriously. We've got Christy Joe's pussy. <laughs> Christy um, Joe, get your pussy out of the camera. I love it. <laughs> Pussy's a mess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Christy Joe, you have a really hairy pussy. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> this, this podcast is already going downhill so fast. Yes, yes. <laughs> we just offended. You said no slut shaming. <laughs> I know. No, no slut shaming here. Uh, we are proud sluts on Talk of Love, the topic of restraining order with one of your exes came up and I know Brett was a little bit concerned about that. What was, what was the whole story behind that? So my ex-husband and I, we should have never been married, but we had a kid together and my dad was like, if you don't get married, you're going to have a bastard child. (laughs) 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 Married. Okay. And it was just, he was bipolar and an alcoholic and, um, you just can't fix that. It's hard to fix. Yeah. Um, I, I tried to make it work for many years. I took care of our son. Like I was the breadwinner of our house and it just didn't work. And when we did the divorce, he came back, he kept coming back and I had to get a restraining order. Oh. See when it was so long. That's so like the highs and lows of bipolar. So I, I hear, I hear your pussy again. Your pussy is purring, Chrissy <laughs> Joe. <laughs> My audio guy's going to be like, damn it. all the men. Was anything edited differently than how it really was? Am I allowed to be honest? Oh, now yeah. that it's over? Hang on, let me ask. Is Where's there a clause? Is there like a 10-year clause? I tried to leave on many occasions. So when you see me crying, I wanted to leave. I was so over it. I'm like, get me the fuck out of this place. So like, no, if you leave, we can sue you up to a million dollars. Like point blank threatened you with like losses? Yes. Yes. Damn. Literally, you're trapped on the set and you feel like a caged animal. <laughs> It's weird not getting to ever leave. You know, people are like, oh my God, you lived in this big, beautiful mansion. I'm like, no, you can never leave. (laughs) Because you're so tired. You're so exhausted. And you're just like, I hate you. I hate your face. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. But I love you, Brett. (laughs) My man, Big John. Hey, Big John, how's it going? It's so good to see you, man. It's been way too long. Since I've been doing this podcast, um, one of the things that, the fans have just over and over again have been saying is you got to bring Big John on. You got to bring on Big John. VH1 uh, executives approached Brett and said, hey, we were considering this reality show, dating reality show, et cetera. And um, as Brett continued on with negotiations and talks, he told them, he said, hold on, stop. Before anything goes further, I'm not doing the show without John. That's awesome. He's got real loyalty. Yeah, it was amazing. They could, and he's like, "Look, you can put anybody in there, and there's not going to be a chemistry." But John and I have a chemistry. We work together. We we know each other. John knows the way I think. I know the way John thinks, and and I trust him. And 
lo and behold, it, it all came together to where they had approached me and asked me to do it. And of course, I was I was kind of excited. I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. People love you so much. I love you so much. Let's talk a little bit about um, the relationship between you and I on Rock of Love. I was your favorite. I was America's sweetheart, right? Well, <laughs> now, I'm surprised you didn't kill me. And, I, and thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> 100% despised you on the show. <laughs> well, you weren't the only one who despised me. So. I confess that now because I know you. Um, I there was there were times that I would sit in that back room with uh, with Brett in his in his room or in his office, and I would I'd say, "Dude, you got to get rid of her. She's driving everyone nuts. She's causing chaos." And he's like, "No, I'm not getting rid of her." He's like, "I like her. She's cool." And if the girls can't deal with that kind of stress, how are they going to deal with anything else? That's a good point. So amazing because once I got to know you after the fact, after we finished filming and after the show was over with, you had me completely bamboozled because I was like, (laughs) not who I thought you were. Well, it's funny. I love you and I would do anything for you now. Oh, thank you, Big John. You're so sweet. I wish at that time I was aware of wrestling and the term heel because had I been aware of that term, I could have just come to you and been like, hey, Big John, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm basically the heel of the show. And I think you would have gotten it. I would have gotten it. Yeah, you totally would have gotten it. But but it's like I said to you the other night, I'm kind of glad you didn't because even if if I would have found that out, then I think it would have taken away from our interaction. There were times when I just had this, uh, my blood was boiling. (laughs) I will tell you this, Big John, there are not very many people in the world who intimidate me. You actually did intimidate me. You just had it with me and you were so irritated and so annoyed and you just went off on me and you were like really fucking angry and you were just going off on me. And I remember like sitting there like, Oh my God, I'm kind of scared right now, but I can't let anybody know. And I don't know what to do right now. And I think I just like kind of sat there and took it, you know? I'm sorry now. (laughs) No, you don't have to be sorry. It was great television. So let me ask you this. I heard a rumor and I'd like to know if it's true. Uh, Did you ever date any of the girls on Rock of Love? Oh God, yes, I did. I did. I had a relationship with Corey Hutchinson. I think her name's still Hutchinson. I don't know. I don't talk to her anymore. She was on season three? She was on season two. On season two. Yeah. She was the one, if you remember, they were doing that little talent show kind of thing behind the glass. And she held up the sign, said, marry me. Only it was M-E-R-R-Y, like Mary Christmas. <laughs> that said it all. It was bad all the way around. I mean, it was just drinking and drinking and drinking. And it just, it never culminated into anything. And it was better to just... Although she did get my dog. She got your dog? Kept my dog. Oh, so. oh my, you want me to go find her and get your dog back? Yep. I'll do it. <laughs> and I'm super excited to announce this person. And I'm not even going to say her name. All I'm going to say is, don't threaten me with a good time. Hey, Tiffany. Girl, how you doing? Hey, girl, hi. <laughs> did you come in and, and, and you just started drinking with all of us and it just hit you a little hard? I mean, we didn't get to eat that day too. I remember that. Um, well, you think about it. They, I mean, who doesn't love a drunk girl? <laughs> That's what I say. Your one-liners were just brilliant. The whole like, don't threaten <laughs> me with a good time is just has become like the phrase for that entire season. Like everybody loves it. The first person I ever used that on was Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh my, my God. What's that story? Birthday, the first time I ever seen anybody like on TV or, you know, 
that day I seen David Copperfield at Spy Bar, and then I went to another bar, and uh, the, it was roped off, you know, where Michael Jordan was. I was just about to leave, and I, I went back in because I was like, Michael Jordan. I'm like, MJ, yeah, 23, hell yeah. So then, I'm, you know, one of the guys were there, you know, one of the bouncers or whatever, he had two girls standing by him. And he was drinking a drinking a Carmona. I call Coronas Carmonas. <laughs> so I'm like, I talked to the guy. I'm like, hey, yeah, let me let me uh, holler at him for a second. He's like, uh, yeah, hang on a minute. So he went to talk to him. Michael Jordan's like, yeah. So then I went over there, and then uh, I'm like, dang, you drink my drink. You're drinking Carmonas. I said, you know what? It's my birthday. He's like, really? I said, yeah. And he like, happy birthday. It was really nice. Put his arm around me, gave me a kiss on my cheek. I'm like, damn. I said, I think I need another one. <laughs> so, you know, because I was like, oh, it was like surreal to me. Um, and he did it again. I'm like, damn, boy, don't threaten me with a good time. He's like, you could get me in trouble. <laughs> a week later, him and what one evening, like in a horse. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that story. That is incredible. How did you end up somewhere where Michael Jordan was? And you said David Copperfield? Yeah, David Copperfield is at Spy Bar. I used to date somebody over there. I don't have a picture to prove Michael Jordan. <laughs> I'm pissed about that. Oh, we'll have to take your word for it. So after Rock of was... Love, they flew you to Los Angeles again from Chicago for Charm School, and then they didn't have you come on? Yeah. Get out. That yeah, I mean, so that's like brutal. the frustrating thing because, hey, I was going to, you know, giddy up and throw on a uniform, you know? Oh I barely God. packed anything that time, you know? I was like, okay, I'm going to term school, you know? I'm like, what do you mean I can't go? But I think they were waiting for somebody to back out. And I was like, the replacement. Oh, my God. That's insane. Right? But <laughs> I was bad, girl. They had a flight scheduled for me that night. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, right. Shit. You guys are paying for this shit. I went out, girl. I went to the beach. I went for a couple of days. I wasn't even answering the phone call because I knew they had to pay for that room. <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> so you took a little mini vacation while you were in California? Yeah. Like, no, here's what's not going to happen. I ain't taking that flight. I was out of my element. And, but now that I look back, I could have done much better. I mean, I would have tore it up 10 times harder. You had been threatening everybody with a good time. <laughs> that whole episode of like the the dirty phone talk, that was, if you compare that to actual like talking dirty, that like is so sad and pathetic. People were like reading poetry and like talking in British accents and like any kind of like phone sex that I personally have ever been involved is like, yeah, I want to bend over. Yeah, bitch, take it, suck it. You that's, go, girl. <laughs> that's the dirty talk that I'm, I'm familiar with. Well, yeah, you gotta tell a guy because they're stupid, you know? <laughs> if somebody called me and wanted to do like phone sex with me, I'm like, okay, sure, let's do it. And they started talking to me in a British accent. I would have to hang up on them. That was so ridiculous, that whole thing. That whole episode was just hilarious. I was trying to make it funny. I was going to talk about, you know, playing ring around the bedpost. Please do threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> You're amazing. <laughs> Tiffany, thank you so much for taking time out to, to <laughs> chat with all of us. Oh. <laughs> Is that your Southside booty? Yeah. Hey, Megan, what's up, girl? How's it going? Hi. How are you? I'm so excited to see you. I just... 
thought it would be fun to go audition. And they came back and they offered me to be on Flavor of Love. Oh my God. <laughs> that would have been insanity. Wow. Right? Flavor of Love. So like, you know, it wasn't a good fit for me. I didn't move forward with that. And then a couple of months later, they came back and they offered me to be on Rock Love. Let's talk about the, the pumpkin toasty thing a, a little bit. That did get pretty crazy. Are you talking about the food fight? Yeah. You know what? There was so much stress going on in that house. You know, like we had so much stress built up, but we know if you punch somebody, if you hit somebody, you're going to get kicked out. So we just had like so much anger built up at each other that it was like a free for all food fight. We were going crazy, just trying to like get all this aggression out. And I mean, it went on for a long time. It went on for longer than they even showed on there. It got crazy. I think a lot of people don't realize how stir crazy we get in these houses because even though there are big, beautiful houses and a big, beautiful property, you're stuck there. And if there's someone there that, that you don't like, it can definitely be a little maddening. When I went into charm school and I met you, just immediately we clicked. And I was like, oh, this is my girl that I can like be the like the the power duo with, you know? I was just, you and I just like, just got each other and got each other's characters. Right, right. You know, well, me and Brandy had just finished filming I Love Money. So we came into that, you know, like pretty much as a team together. Um, but, but what was interesting is that we were actually had a meeting with the producers before it was even filmed. Oh. And told me that I was not going to be even an option as a winner for the show and that they didn't want me to change my character at all. They wanted me to completely stay the same and that Brandy was actually going to be one of the top options to win the show. Wow, that would have yeah. made sense. Was it just the spitting thing that... that um, right, that so basically her? my job on that show was to just have fun and support her and hopefully get her to the end as far as I could. <laughs> did you know at this point that you were going to be doing Megan Wants a Millionaire or did you not know it yet as of that point? No, what's crazy is that at the very beginning, um, remember they were interviewing us on what we wanted to be when we grew up or whatever. And I just was honest with them. <laughs> you had the best <laughs> answer. Yeah, I was like, job, maybe not. But, you know, maybe trophy wife would be a better fit. And um, I didn't even think twice about it. And everybody laughed at me, of course. And then when I was kicked off and I was like, get me out of this place in the car, right before they took me to the hotel room, the producers came up to me and said, we're going to do it. And I was like, do what? Take me home. Get away from me. I never want to see you again. <laughs> and they're like, we're going to do trophy wife. We're going to make you a trophy wife. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Call me. <laughs> that's amazing. And then, I mean, a couple of months later, that's when I got the contract. So, you know, if I wasn't on charm school, it never would have happened. You and I had a number of conversations about Ryan because, um, on I Love Money 3, he really confided in me a lot about his relationship with Jasmine. And we were in Mexico for a month. And then the producers were calling me and telling me not to answer any press calls having to do with that. And they were sort of cryptic about it. And I finally was like, you need to tell me what's going on. And they finally said, like, Ryan has been accused of this thing. We don't know if he did it. But um, what was your experience? I started having a personal relationship with him while we were filming the show. I wanted to pick him as the winner 
And when I had to eliminate him, when he was in third place, we were both crying. We were both upset about it. I didn't want to, and he couldn't even believe it was happening. And he was crying and he was saying like, no, you're not like, he couldn't even believe it. Like it was very dramatic. Why was he eliminated? uh, because basically I, I couldn't pick him as the winner. So was it because of the producers or because you just had another person that you wanted to win or? No, I, I wanted to pick him, but, um, I was strongly persuaded that that was the wrong decision. Ah. I, um, you know, had to, had to eliminate him. And, and he thought that he was going to win because I had told him he was going to. And, um, it was really devastating to him. And so after, uh, he was eliminated and his dad was there and my parents were there, it was, it was really upsetting to, to both of us. And, um, I only had like three more days of filming to do for the show and I couldn't explain to him what was going on at the time. So I just stopped answering my phone and I just figured I'll explain it to him in three days. You know, what could happen in three days, right? I'll call him in three days. I'll explain everything. Famous I'll last words. In, <laughs> I thought I'll meet up with him in California or in wherever. And, uh, in, he called me nonstop for those three days. I didn't answer my phone. And then in three days he called me and he said, I met the love of my life in Vegas. Um, so, you know, have a nice life. Wow. <laughs> basically. So they, and cause they got married. So I was like, well, guess what? I'm not explaining anything to you. You can just go on your way with her. Wow. Um, so they had only known so, each other for 24 hours and then they got married. Is that what you remember it being the case too? Well, he had told me that, you know, he went to Vegas because he was like really upset. And he not only was upset um, about me, he was upset because he thought that he was being played the whole time. He thought that all, everything that I was telling him was all a lie and it was just for the show, you know? So he felt like a fool, you know, for, for, for being led on, but he never understood that that wasn't what happened, you know? So, um, when he met her in a club, he said that, um, he got her phone number and she put her birthday into his phone. And when he looked at it, it was the same birthday as his. And that was a sign that they were meant to be together. Oh God. Wow. Lacey, you're doing such an amazing job. I wish you all the success in the world. Oh, thank you. Please welcome Jessica from Rock of Love season two and Charm School with Sharon Osborne. Hey girl, what's up, Jessica? How are you? Hi Lacey. So good to see you. I feel like it's been a million years. It has been forever. <laughs> it is so, so nice to see you as well. You were definitely one of the ones that I stayed in touch with as well more so than anybody else. I know we're so lucky that we do happen to have some mutual friends. So we get to be reunited every so often. After you caught me like hiding in your bushes and like knocking on your window. And then like, I I, like sent you like snakes in the mail. I figured that you would get like the hint that I wanted you on my podcast. So. 
Well, the, the albino snake is what really sealed the deal. <laughs> like an albino python for me, Lacey. Um, <laughs> like, damn it, Lacey, more snakes. All right, fine, I'll come on your podcast. Well, one thing that um, was really great about you is you were definitely like the peacekeeper of the house and there was always so much like craziness and chaos going on and you definitely were the one to be able to... Um, keep it together. And then one night in particular where like the shit just really hit the fan was when we were all dressed in our ugly outfits and we went to that bar. And that was my favorite thing we did. Me too. I had so much fun and I was shocked because a lot of the girls breakdowns had break like breakdowns. And I remember it was, it was a shock to me in real time when it happened. I didn't understand what what was happening and it was multiple girls. I think like 75% of the people had breakdowns or felt very uncomfortable. Just everything like went crazy chaos in that room and then brain. I remember the plate flying by my head and I was like, this is, this is happening. All right. (laughs) I won't be eating off of that. Got it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I remember you went and you were, Heather was very upset. And I remember you went to try to calm her. What was your, like, tell us your perspective of all of that. What happened that night? Oh my gosh. I honestly don't remember anything except the plate flying by my head, but I just knew that regardless of whoever is right or wrong, when people are that worked up, they're miserable. Like, like everybody was just hurt. Like, I just don't like to see people be upset. You know what I mean? And it's like, if you both calm down, then we can sort this, but that doesn't make good television. (laughs) Okay. Like that doesn't work, Lacey. You have to like the excitement of the drinking and the throwing things. That's what makes good television. But I just know in my mind, I'm always coming from a place of y'all let's just, they bred an 11. So let's just, I mean, well, I think that's a very admirable quality, but to be honest though, I think it does uh, make for good television because we can't all be the villains. And there, there has, has to be to... one person who's... <laughs> right, <laughs> like... yeah. So you got to have that balance, you know? Yeah. So I thought I thought you did that really well. Do you remember talking to Heather's mom on the phone? I'm sure I did. I was probably trying to make peace and be like, I hope she's okay. <laughs> what did I do? What did I say? Do you remember? Um, I don't... <laughs> I remember you were just like, hi, mom, like talking to her on the phone and like oh, trying to... Yeah. But like literally, it's, I, and you, I think you brought Heather pizza. You're like, hey girl, here's some pizza pizza. And she literally just like yanks the plate out of yeah. your hand and like chucks it at my head. That's was, why she threw the plate. I gave her the pizza. I gave her the weapon. I don't, oh my God. <laughs> it was that you, is- Jessica. It was you. <laughs> can't Turns, believe this is all coming to the table Jessica now. Kinney, the real villain of the show. All right. All right. The truth is revealed, everybody. Jessica Kinney, crazy villain. <laughs> you heard it here first. Keep no. up with me for all of my ways of being a villain. Daily, I'm doing villainic things. I don't even know the, how to do that word. I'll get you, I'll get you like, some, some my villain-like lifestyle. I'll get you the devil horns. I'll, they'll, they'll fit your head. I'll make them fit. <laughs> make them, thank you. Thank you, friend. <laughs> That's my contribution to society. I, I, I do what I can. I save animals. I, I advocate for the underdog and I help everybody to find their inner Satan. So we all have one. So <laughs> it's your superhero power. There you go. That's what I say. You know, Raven was one person I never really got to speak with because she really purposely isolated herself from everybody. Like she really didn't give anybody a chance as evident by she automatically judged you as being this like dumb blonde bimbo, just based on what you looked like. And then you had like the best answer in the world, which was like the NASA thing. So everybody <laughs> wants to know, like, did you really work for NASA? And and tell us about that. So as far as Raven goes, I, I honestly, it's such a blur. I barely even remember. I just remember she kind of like 
honed in on me and was like, oh, she looks like an easy target. I don't know what happened. I'm guessing what happened in her mind. And I was just like, this is very strange, but here we go. And then you came in and you were like, this is not the good luck. You know, I was like, <laughs> yeah, Lacey, I'll get you. <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah, it was, so I had, I have, okay. For four years, I worked on a NASA funded internship in college. So I am, if you look me up, you can find me published in scientific journals. I worked on the Cassini project. I worked on the visual and infrared mapping spectrophotometer. So what I did was I did a ton of math and calculations for icy satellites. And I, they did this 19 year mission to Jupiter and to Saturn. So they were judging Saturn's rings and the moons of Saturn. And I actually got to work on the data that they were collecting. And I did that for four years for NASA. And I also worked on uh, a, a side project for NASA with my professor at the university of Arizona, where I went to school, where, um, uh, we created this apparatus that was testing isotopic fractionation and the origin of the Earth's oceans based off of comet surfaces. So, uh, you know, because we don't know. So if you look at the ocean, there there's different types of water. There's heavy water. So there's different components to the water, same as if you look at a comet surface. So we created this whole big process, this experiment, and that's all published as well. And sometimes I'll post old pictures of like, of Saturn or Jupiter and, you know, but, but our, but the Cassini project for NASA was incredible. And yes, and I worked on that for four years and, um, I love talking about it. So (laughs) that is really Um, cool. I gotta say, I, I don't have the education that you have. And I think I understood about 90% of what you just said, but I am so fascinated by it. And you and I are gonna have to have like a a conversation another time about this. What's even more awesome is that someone can come and fuck with you and you can be like, oh yeah, well, NASA, bitch. (laughs) You can say some things, but I might have a response. You know what I mean? (laughs) Please welcome my very good friend, Brandy C. Hi. I think you and I were sitting together and I don't know what we're talking about, but you're like, I miss my cat. I miss my cat abnormally. <laughs> and the thing is, I totally got it because I'm like, yeah, I miss my dogs abnormally. I totally understand <laughs> where you're coming from. So did you know it was going to be Sharon Osborne? Got to charm school. I kind of had to have a conversation with Sharon. Like, hey, I already know you. I had dated Jack in the past. Oh, right. So you dated um, Jack Osborne, <laughs> Sharon and Ozzy's son. Hey, Destiny, what's going on, girl? So nice to see you. You too, Lacey. It's been forever. This lady, Susie Q, approached me and she's like, oh, we're doing this reality show um, called Rock of Love. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I already auditioned for that first season. They me, so I'm good, you know. And they're like, she's like, no, I really think um, I have a really good feeling about you. And it's So you auditioned, I'm sorry, for season one? Yeah, I did. I auditioned oh, wow. And then I was just like myself, you know. I didn't know what they were um so I went in there just like this you know um sweet little girl you know not having a clue and then I watched it and I'm like oh they want the drama and crazy and wild well I can do that I'm not a huge huge fan of Daisy she was never particularly friendly to me compared to, especially compared to all the other girls. So, um, and then she just like into some strange shit right now, like flat earth stuff. And I just, I just don't get her. I've never, I was never able to connect with her. What's that? What did you say? She's in the flat earth? Flat earth. It's people who don't believe that the earth was round. (laughs) It's a whole, like, it's a whole movement. I, 
It's, yeah, people who like, who believe like the landing on the moon was fake and it's a whole, that's, that's like an entire episode in of itself. Don't even get me started. You're trying to be better. Like, Barack Love was like wild, crazy, party, rock chicks, you know, drunk all the time. Charm School was like, oh, let's try to, you know, get ladies to be ladies. <laughs> Learn how to cross our legs and say fuck right. a little bit less. <laughs> you were basically just trying to tell Brandy C to get the fuck out of your room. And so, you know, when like there's a dog fight and like you step in to like break up the dog fight and then one of the dogs like redirects its anger and like bites you, but you weren't actually the target. I think that that's what happened to you. You were like trying to break up the dog fight and then Brandy C like redirected and, and you were not the intended target though. That was just because she was just so wasted. I was sober and I just didn't want, yeah, it was just craziness and I just wanted it out of our room, you know? Yeah. I got like the biggest movie ever on my face and it was the- That was so nasty. That was so- I never understood like good spitters, like, like Brandy C is a good spitter clearly. And then like pumpkin when she's bad at New York, if I try to spit, I will give her that. yeah, she could win like spit Olympics. Cause if I try to spit, it just like ends up all over my own chin. I'll just like make a mess of myself. I can't spit on somebody. I'd have to wipe it off my safes and then like literally wipe it on somebody else. So I can't spit like that. I just, I don't know. I can't either, nor I don't even want to try. Because I was just kind of standing there in like a state of shock. I think I was trying to wipe it off, but it was just not coming <laughs> off. Oh, girl, that <laughs> shit was like in your eyelashes. It was, it was like, all over me. And uh, I kind of went to shock and panic at the same time. And just obviously like the most disgusted I've ever been in my life, you know? That was crazy. DNA like green like like falling off of my like sliding down like a snail (laughs) you poor thing oh my god that is I didn't know what to do I don't even know what happened after that yeah and I'm sure you didn't see it coming either like who anticipates that's gonna (laughs) need to get you an umbrella next time you're trying to kick people out of your room I don't even remember everyone that was on there. <laughs> I mean, I know that it was it was basically a mix of obviously my season and your season of Rock of Love. So like, you know, there was um, you know, myself, Heather, um, Brandy C, Ina. Oh, and then the drunk girl that got booted. Courtney. Off. <laughs> What's your name? Courtney. Courtney. <laughs> she got booted the first time. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, two shows in a row, right? Wasn't she on <laughs> Yeah, she was on my season. Yes. Of she got nominated that first night. <laughs> well, I, she was passed out. Couldn't she didn't believe it to the elimination ceremony. <laughs> I couldn't believe that happened two shows in a row to the poor girl. Because she I actually, up, dude, I just forgot about that, or I just remembered like <laughs> <laughs> she was, dude, like no, she nothing was gonna wake her up. <laughs> she slept she through. Help her, you know, like, come on, girl, you can, just, you can do it. Come on, you just gotta get downstairs. <laughs> and like, the thing that sucks is I, I thought she was actually really cute and I thought she seemed really sweet and I would have liked to have seen more of her <laughs> apparently she had a drinking problem apparently so <laughs> poor girl she's alright wherever she is <laughs> I hope so too I know she's like probably the head of the Betty Ford clinic now 
You dated one of the castmates from I Love Money. It was entertainer. You know, I would say more of a fling. Yeah, we um we ended up really, you know, um, hitting it off on the show. And um, we kept in touch. And I had my first gig uh, in New York um, after that. And he... I got in touch with him and um, I went to his parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> great. And then, um, you know, we went out to the city and hung out and had a great time. And I, I think I stayed like the weekend with him. And then I don't know if I saw him after that because I ended up going home. Um, I think that was it, you know? Oh, that's and cool. We talked and, you know, we talked a lot and then just realized that distance it wasn't gonna happen it was just to have a long distance relationship and you guys are still on good terms oh yeah yeah he got married he came happy oh he had his own show too yeah the um basement or um crap all the fans are gonna be typing furiously like you guys the name of his show is (laughs) frank in a basement with mom and dad doing stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I can hear your little keyboards right now telling me and Destiny, how dare you not remember the name of the show? <laughs> Here is Sam from season one of Rock of Love. Hey girl, how are you? Hi, Lacey. It's so nice to see you. I know, you too. I felt that um, the dynamic of the show was made as kind of like a game show. So you're thrown into this house. You can't leave. You're with you know, however many other women who are all pining for the same gentleman. That's a good way to put it. It was like a game show. That's a really good way to put it. Because that's not how people normally date, that 20 stranger girls don't live together in a house for a month. I mean, it was a very, you know, I always remind people like this was not a documentary. This was a reality show. There was a lot of elements to it that were real, of course, but it was an artificial environment, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so you're thrown into this thing and like your goal is to win. Your goal is to make this person fall in love with you. So, or whatever, you're going to do whatever it takes. You're going to be yourself. You're going to be vulnerable. You're going to be honest. You're going to be fun. You're going to be excited. You're going to show all your your sides and, you know, be intellectual and like whatever it is that you have that like, magical spark of, you're going to show that to this person so they can, you know, um, reiterate those feelings and kind of you can create a bond. So that's what I was doing. I was trying to create a bond and I was like, whatever, I'm here. I might as well try to win until I started noticing all like the other stuff that was going on that I wasn't cool with. Um, and, and I think, I think a lot of people, uh, focused on how emotional I was and my trust issues. Right. So that was a big, a big issue. Um, but here's the thing, like, I want, if I have a boyfriend, I want him to be my boyfriend. Like I want us to be mutually exclusive and my bad for going on a show and not realizing that it was going to be completely opposite. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I should have known, but I didn't think it was going to be that debaucherous. Like, I had no idea. No idea. I totally get it. And you're not wrong. I mean, yeah. How can you possibly have feelings for somebody that you're watching making out with all these different people? I mean, honestly, if you fell for a guy that really was like making out with all these girls in front of you, you would be like a crazy person, you know? Um, So I totally get it from that perspective. Um, But yeah, he is. I mean, nobody has a bad thing to say about him from the perspective of like, he's a really great person. 
Um, but it, clearly, it was designed to be a television show, not let's find Brett a girlfriend show. But just unfortunately, so many of the girls just didn't know what was going on. We didn't know up from down. It was, you know, it was a whirlwind. It's crazy because they offered us so much alcohol. We had a full bar at all times. Like throughout the day, everyone was drinking. We first got there, drinks were poured. Like, and I think that's really where the best TV came from is like the people who were drunk and who like were just acting crazy. I actually think one of the most important things to talk about because it wasn't made clear uh, in the way that they edited it. I think all of the girls had an issue with this episode was when the super fans came. Oh, um, I mean, first of all, we nobody knows who those girls were. I, I don't think that they were really super fans because I've never heard of them before or after. And nope. I've asked people like, who the hell were those girls? No one seems to know. And I, you and I were talking about this on the phone the other night, and we were both sort of guessing that maybe they're, they were actors. Yeah, they had to be actors. They were such assholes. Like, no, I mean, they were so good at being bitches. Like, that was brutal. And I think that we were, we've all, we had all been there for a, a very lengthy amount of time. Um, I think I was like PMSing majorly. And I honestly think when we were doing that, what um that challenge the in, the uh, interrogation room challenge i know this is like crazy to say but the things they knew like no one could have known those things about me in my life and i really feel like they had our psych chart or like our psychological evaluation in front of them they definitely get- they did because i had the same experience and as you said, the only way they could know that is if they had our psych evaluations, which is really fucking shady that they would share that shit um, that I thought was going to be kept private. I thought that was only being asked to know if we would be psychologically sound enough to um, go on the show. So tell me about, tell everybody about your experience because you have kind of a similar thing, right? Yeah, well, same thing. Like you think they're giving us the psych, psych evaluations just to make sure that we're, you know, uh, sturdy enough to be on a reality show in the first place. So it's like, we think it's a safety precaution, right? But then once I got in that room, they were asking me all kinds of questions that nobody could have known. Like, um, tell us, uh, are you on medication? They asked, why are you on medication? Um, did your father cheat on your mother? Do you think that's your fault? Like, it was ah. insane. Um, why do you have trust issues? Tell us about the, all the relationships you've been in. Why don't you trust anyone? Were you abused? Like crazy, crazy things. And it's like the fact that they brought that up in that moment and only filmed our reactions is just so manipulative and just completely wrong. That was um, really I, fucked up. Because I remember you really broke down. I broke down too. I was crying a lot because all of that stuff really, really triggered me. You had a similar thing where you very much were triggered and you were having a meltdown as well. Rightfully so. Right. But also I think I might've cried like 20 times on that show. So, <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed that everyone. If you like this podcast, please show your support by clicking that subscribe button. Also click the thumbs up and be sure to share this episode. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in every week. I love you guys. And don't threaten me with a good time. Bye guys.